0: Welcome to everyone's favorite podcast, it's Reclaimed Audio, with your hosts, Phil Pinsky, Bill Lutz, and Tim Sway. Welcome everybody to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 289 for May 26th, 2021. My name is Phil Pinsky, with me as always, Bill Lutz and Tim Sway. This week's top Patreon supporters are Lakeside Woodcrafter, Kling Spore Woodworking Shop, Stu Morrison, The Godfather, Jimmy (coughs) DeResta. Scott Turner, Greg Mead, Chad Grossclaws, Shane Bronson, Jeff Shaw, Infinite Craftsman, LiquidRC.com, Jim Bashir's Paul Jackman, the boys over at maybe I've said too much, Creator Nader, Wesley Treat, Rob Ray, Darren Mattis, ISO Tunes, Tim Holliner, Ryan Ridgely, aka The Grim Squeaker, and of <laughs> course, Gangie and Pop Up Makerspace. What are we working on, Bill Lutz? Well,
1: I actually have something I can say, but huh. not making anything.
2: However, you know, as far as maker um, podcasts go,
0: yeah, we have the <laughs> yeah.
2: most members of people that don't actually make anything. So we, I think we're number one in that category.
1: You know, what? I'm okay best. with that. If we, I mean, I can. You know what I'll do? I will. I will have some homework. I will write everything I've ever made. And I'll just start from the day one, and then that way I'll talk about stuff I have made.
0: I mean, if we're going to be assigning homework, could you not just make something? It might be easier. I mean, that's true, too. <laughs> and to just make something. and say I don't need a well, list.
1: Yeah. Well, I made Casey's car
0: clean this weekend. Nope. 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 That's seriously, though, no. Middle-aged man this stuff. This was a that's project. I just made myself clean in the shower. I mean, what are we talking about here? No, no, no. no, no. So this is what
1: happened. podcast. So, Sorry. you know, we do our run. On Saturday, she went for a long run this weekend, so it was like 11 miles, which is great. Um, and I told her, I says, Well, she says, Well, I'm gonna go get my car washed, we have to get the oil change on it. But first, she said, I want to get the oil change. I said, All right, well, let's drop it off at the, the before we do our grocery shopping, we'll drop it off on the way, and then we'll pick it back up when we're done. And they said, Well, you know, I also wanted to get it cleaned too. I said, Wow, well, you know, it's bad enough, I gotta pay for an oil change, I don't want to pay for Get in your car, I'll just wash it. I wash my truck at home, why not I just wash your car? He says, all right. So I assumed it wasn't going to be an extravagant affair, uh, but then I forgot how extravagant my wife is. And so when we got the car home, I, I washed the outside of it, and luckily it's not near as big as my truck, so that didn't take long at all. Got to the inside, and there's where the extravagance started to play. Um, it hadn't been cleaned in quite some time and she's not the cleanest tidiest person in the world anyway because she's busy she commutes every day i get it i'm i'm, I'm trying to build her up before i'm just tearing her down anyway what i thought was going to take me a half an hour to vacuum uh out and wipe a little armor all ended up taking me three hours mm. it was so bad i had to pull everything out Anyway, I got to I got down to a point. So here's a part I reclaimed something too. So here we go. So when she first got her car and then her job, she says, "Honey, I need to get me one of them lumbar supports for my seat because I'm going to be commuting." And it's, "Babe, your car's pretty new and modern, and they they make those seats to be pretty comfortable for commuting, especially a hybrid Toyota." Oh no no! I got to have me. I need the bottom pad. I need the top pad. The lumbar. The blah. All right. Are you sure? Yes. All right, honey. Well, I know that she used it for about two days before it was way too inconvenient. And they went in the back seat. They just, they had three inches of Danny hair on them when I pulled them out. So I says, honey, do you, are you going to use these? No, I don't want those anymore. I said, all right. So my chair at work at least is worn out pretty good. So I now have new lumbar and a new bottom pad in my chair at work. So long story short, this took me forever. And I got the car cleaned out. Everything looks really, really good. However, my back has been bothering me and by the end of the day i'm hurting pretty bad my back's feeling no good no bueno so and here's the part where i actually kind of made something um it just so happened that a few days before because my back's been hurting i ordered an inversion table (laughs) this is this is the
2: road of your story so here's the point where we get to a point and then but first
1: here's another detour (laughs) Well, no. This is that. This is the, the, I'm done with the car, but because my <laughs> back was hurting so bad, I says, "Man, babe, I wish, I wish that inversion table would get here because I I, I ordered one on Amazon. People have been telling what's me a, about
2: it. What's an inversion table?
1: It's, it's the kind where boots. you oh you hang yeah yeah you, s- you stand on the table, you put the little straps on, you lean back, and it, it hangs you upside mm-hmm. down. And the and, and I thought they were like fifteen hundred bucks for these things, uh, but apparently they're not because I found one for one hundred fifty bucks with six thousand five star ratings up to 300 pounds i'm not that big so i figure, okay this is this is good for me so i'm excited about that so i can't wait for that thing to get here and this is sunday when i or saturday anyway the day i get done cleaning the car i'm not expecting it till like wednesday in a couple days from now and i get a knock on the door and i look and there's ups or prime with my uh with my inversion table this is excellent and it did say some assembly required. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. And it's in a big flat box, you know. So I pull it in the house. Or I had actually, I was smart. I had Casey help me because, again, my back's already tore up. So she helps me get it in the house and I say, okay, well, we got some other things to go, errands to go run. And when we get back, I'll make dinner. And if you want, you can put your table. I said, okay, this sounds good. So blah, blah come back. So I go to open this box up. There's two things that maybe have a screw in it. Everything else has got to be assembled on it. So... I ended up putting my inversion table together. It took me a couple hours to do that because I'm working very slow and um, tried it out and um, I have a lot of faith. I did it again after today after I bobbed and uh, I did five minutes at about 30 degrees and next week I'll work up to 45 degrees and then more and more and more because you don't want to just start hanging completely upside down. Mm. So that's my story, Phil. I've, I've had a, a, a weekend of uh, hard, honest work And then I put together, I made this inversion table with the destructions and and, um, I hung upside down kind of for a while and um, I'm ready to be done with my story now. So whoever wants to keep this amazing ball rolling down this hill of awesomeness, go.
0: Tim, serious question. Is there a point even continuing the podcast? There's no chance we have any listeners left. We can't top that. Top it? (laughs) (laughs) I don't think anyone's still listening. Okay.
2: I just want to, I'm just going to try this out for a minute. Okay. Phil, you be Phil. I'm going to be Bill. Ask me what I've been up to.
0: Hey, Bill, what have you been up to?
2: Oh, I cleaned my wife's car and I put together an inversion table. How about you, Phil?
0: (laughs) Ta-da! That's what I
2: just said. (laughs) Oh, my back's a little sore.
0: Yeah, I feel that. (laughs) Okay, Tim, stop trying to be interesting with your brevity, please.
2: (laughs) It's my turn to be
0: a windbag now, huh? Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) Tim, please go.
2: Uh, Okay. Um, I did my guitar show this weekend in Massachusetts. Um, How'd that go? It was my first... Well, first, let me tell you that. I had to clean... You do sell anything. (laughs) First, I washed the truck before I went. And now, (laughs) this is way bigger than Bill's truck. So, it took a while.
0: Do you a, commute with that truck? I have to get a
2: stepladder out to wash it, you know. Okay, <laughs> yeah. What about lumbar you support? Do you have lumbar support in that truck? <laughs> <laughs> no, I do not. I have a very nice seat in it from um, uh, from uh, Mill Supply. They, I got a, a new seat. It doesn't have lumbar support, but what it does have is it has armrests, which
0: the previous seat did not have. You should get that, those little pillows that are covered in Danny hair.
1: Oh yeah, I've been looking on eBay you for No, I would just like to point out, I actually reclaimed something and I made something. So you can. Yeah. You just mean you used the
0: pillow at work instead of in the car? That's what we're calling reclaiming now. Is that what we're doing?
1: It was going to go into the trash stream, and I saved it from the trash stream. I just,
0: all right, fine. He's a hero, Phil. Just yeah, and I don't use that word lightly. But in this case, you are the greatest <laughs> hero. In so American did you sell history. any
2: guitars? Uh, at the show, no, I did not. Um, it was not a huge turnout. Um, it, you know, I mean, it was kind of, who knew, you know what I mean? It, it was, um, but it was what was great. It was, was, um, it was a great like soft opening for my truck you know because um yeah give right. me a chance That's to good set good. it up everything like worked you know i saw some of the you know issues with flow and you know kind of figuring out how to so it worked really well i, I met a lot of cool people a couple um couple supporters including uh, i'm sorry i forget your first name skewed maker i can't remember your name right he was there as, as well as some other people that that actually follow the james and um skewed maker damn i can't remember his name right now i'm sorry dude i know he listens to the podcast um, he was actually a supporter of the truck, and so he, that was nice for him. He got to, to see his tile in there, and um, so sorry, I can't remember your first name. I, I'm such an idiot, but um, you know, just so when many... you
0: remember it, just do a voiceover into the episode. Right, I'll add it. Right, yeah. <laughs> all sorry. that will just to cut out of the Greg, you know. Or yeah. <laughs> A lot of Gregs
2: but uh yeah it was um so it was cool like there's at one point in time there's this couple of these like kind of probably maybe high school maybe out of high school age kids just just rocking out in the truck which is fun to see you know it's cute and um, I I enjoyed the day um, so I mean it was a it was a failure from a sales standpoint I sold a strap some mm-hmm. other stuff but um but that again like that's I don't really go to those necessarily to sell like you would obviously it's nice too um, but it's about making connections and seeing people like I had one guy come up to me he's like uh, he, he works for a railroad company and he's like, if I got you some wood from an old railroad car, could you make a guitar out of that for me? I was like, dude, that's like what I do, you know, because um, like, you know, he wanted to do that as like something kind of personal to him. I was like, absolutely. So, mm-hmm. you know, if that comes through, there's a great gig and that's why you do it. Another couple other people I talked to about potential builds. So if they pan out, then it's worth it. and You do the next one.
0: You know, that's why, um, but beside- what do, you per- do you prefer like selling stock or build or, or uh, creating custom business?
2: Well, I want. I would much prefer to create custom business because that's. Uh, I mean, that's what I do, right? It's just the same as like mm-hmm. you know, like you know, from Etsy, like the custom whiskey box is worth more than way more. Yeah, you know what I mean. So like that's six times more. Right, but I do like I have all these guitars that I make, you know, because I. Uh, you know generally like while well, i am making one for a client i make one for the truck or i'll have some new idea, so i'll put that together for the truck and i you know and i want to sell those of course uh and i i need to work a little bit harder on doing that but at the same time they're all like they're not as valuable for many reasons some of them being that a lot of times they're they're practices for the ones that i make for customers so like there's mm-hmm. it's like usually there's something about it that's like not right you know whatever there, there's not some value right. that they're
1: also content though too i mean they give you fodder for content
2: Right, they do, and you know some of them were videos. You know, um, it was fun. I had the guitar and nails hanging on the wall, and there were people like, I think I've seen this before. I'm like, it's online. You you have like you know like, or I've seen something like this. I'm like, it was this. You know, and then people were like, oh, awesome. You know, like, there was a lot of that, which is cool. But yeah, so it was a good learning experience. Um, you know, I mean, like the well, that's you know one of the two reasons I built the truck. So I got to you know learn how to do that. With the downer to it of is you know i knew that i'd be separate from the show which does detract and i was hoping that i'd be able to get a little bit closer to the front door and mm-hmm. but the way the parking lot was set up i'd be blocking like too many people, so i had to get a little bit further away than i wanted to be um mm-hmm. you know hindsight being 2020 it might have been better off to just set it up out in the middle of the parking lot even you know like somewhere that, you know near the front door but out. but you know whatever it, it is what it is um I had a uh, oh yeah I just finished up a, my another big order guinea pig tanks for was well, for the same big order. Speaking, of <laughs> Actually, I'll save that um, uh, I had this, you know, avid CNC. I have a relationship with them, and um, they uh, Corey over there had you know they make the the whole f- frame of those things are made out of extruded aluminum, and every once in a while like they'll ship one and it'll get damaged or whatever, so then you know it'll get shipped back to them and they'll. Recycle it, but this this these two pieces got shipped all the way to Virginia from there in, you know, Washington State. Uh, these two big, heavy, you know, gigantic, and the you know the customer got them. They had these little tiny chips in them, the kind of stuff that like most of us are probably be like, yeah, whatever, maybe like, hey, can you knock fifty bucks off, you know? But this customer wanted new ones. They didn't want to pay to ship them all the way back to Seattle to recycle them because they wouldn't be able to sell them again, you know. And so, so Corey was like, hey, you know, would you have any use for these if I just shipped them to you? Because uh, to ship them to me would be like way less expensive, and you know, not that far away. And so I was like, yeah, sure. So I got them, and I have this like I I was like, I'll think I'll find a use for them. And so I have these two beautiful, you know, aluminum extrusion rods. They're like six and a half inches wide by like three inches deep. It's like cr- crazy heavy, heavy duty machinery
1: kind of stuff. I've got a bunch of those too from Avid I, or well, which you, would be the other one. You,
2: you probably have the smaller ones. They're like four by two by four almost size. No, these things are... Oh, you got the big ones? Yeah, 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 they're heavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've got... Well, I have three of them now. Um, but so uh, I've got this th- this thing kind of happening. Corey's kind of putting aside damage ones for me, and I, I had this idea for a workbench uh, to make out of and make like a modern workbench. We were talking about that before, about how I wanted to do a new workbench. So I was thinking about making them out of these things, and the idea being that the, the rails across the top and maybe one in the middle, I have a, a plan, would be this 8020 which has the t-slot in it so you could use that for attaching fixtures you could also use it for putting in like wooden plates and jigs and stuff along the edge of the table but then in the center i would put in butcher block and um the idea i had was to make butcher block and do it so it'd be like a 30 inch wide table and have two 15 inch pieces um it was actually four 15 inch pieces the way i kind of had it said it would go in the middle of this extrusion and i would have it like just slightly higher than the extrusion so then you could you know slide in um you know tops Lamps and clamps and whatever yeah and that just have a whole a whole you know kind of modern sort of modular setup um so i've had this idea you know and i've been like some starting to collect parts and that's you know one of the, the biggest problem. Oh, the the idea of why what them fifteen inches instead of thirty is that I could run them through my planer to level them. So when they get all chewed up, just like you could literally unbolt them from the table, oh, replace okay. one if you needed to. You could level them all, take them down. You know, um, so I was gonna you know either you know find. I figured when I'm ready, when I have all the uh, aluminum extrusion, I'll find some some old you know countertops you know or whatever like butcher block countertops or something, or just make my own butcher block. You know, by the wood like you did with your Rubo bench. Um, but mm-hmm. then today, my buddy Donnie, the drummer text me this morning like eight o'clock and he's doing side jobs because covid you know and he's you he know hasn't been gigging as much um he's been doing side jobs for some other musician friends of ours that do uh renovations uh some of my sources and he's like shows me a picture of a uh, 36 by 36 butcher block tabletop he's like yeah we're, we're we're tearing out this bar he's like you want any of these and i'm like how many <laughs> how many of them are there you know He's like, he's like, well, I got two nice ones, and the rest of them have some gum on them and stuff. I'm like, I don't care, you know? <laughs> I'm like, where are you? And he tells me, and I was like, I just got in my car, and I drove up, and I got 11 of these these butcher blockers. 36 wow. by 36? Uh, eight of them, or no, seven or eight of them are 36 by 36, and then a couple of them are 30 by 24, Something like that. Well, but they're all wow. And they're Still, all, that's amazing. Yeah, they're all oak. The red oak, you know, nothing great. They're not even like like there's some chips and stuff. But I mean, for workbench tops, I got enough to make this. Oh, workbench you can make cutting older.
1: boards out of those. No, oh. you can't.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I can hey, use them. So I can use it for guitars out. too. You know, I mean, like they're not the best wood for guitars, but I can do like put like nice tops on them because they're a little thin, and I might have to stack them for my workbench. But oh, okay. hold on,
0: are they end grain butcher block or they're long grain? Long grain. Long grain. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. When I hear butcher hey, so block, th- I don't know why I hear and en- I think end grain.
1: No, no,
2: butcher no, block di-
0: is
1: always That's a
2: different thing. there, there is like a that's like a um, chopping block, I think. Is grain? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. So, Tim, if you if you're talking about kind of making a table out of this these extrusions and thinking mm-hmm. on what I have here, what if your tabletop because the CNC runs on the, the extrusions being the rails, right? Right. And that, that's where the doohickey, the thing runs back and forth. Mm-hmm. What if you had something that could run back and forth across the top of that desk, like a shelf, where you can have it your tools laying on top of it, pull it towards you when you need it, bum, bum 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 move it back. It's also lifted up off the table, right? I mean, like, it's right so well, if you could slide a bigger piece
2: that's exactly the idea of it is uh to to you know build a table would be like a video project right like the you know the ultimate workbench right because that's going to get a million right, 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 right. and then to and then to go on and make all these different attachments like make miter boxes that slide right onto the thing make make tool trays that slide on and roll across make a leveling jig for like a cnc or not a cnc router a handheld router, a handheld router leveling jigs
1: that yeah handheld on. router a flattening yeah. jig that's what i was right. thinking that's all that first thing that came to my mind um, is you can actually have all these things that would fit on it
2: right 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 you can have all the Tied like the clamp, quick clamps and stuff, and and um and everything for like you know planing and you know shooting boards and all that stuff would could just clamp into the edge, and then if you need to saw into the edge, you have a block of wood that actually slides over the metal edge so you can saw into it if you know if you needed that. Put a nice you know uh, maybe like an Izzy Swan type vice on it or something. Right, um, right, right. Or I was even thinking of the uh, the Andy Klein vice, maybe even buying one of those and uh, building one of his beautiful, you know, quick. Spancy. Yeah, you know. But yeah, we'll see. With I mean, I gotta. But the whole idea of it is that I don't want to go out and buy the eighty twenty. Yeah, uh, I want it to be so. That's uh, just like uh, Corey and I just have this, you know, this thing. He's just like, yeah, I want to get a, you know, to get it done. So, so it could take me a long time before I have all the pieces for this, or I might get impatient and go out and buy it but
1: <laughs> well if, if you get impatient and you just want to pay for shipping I'll send you what I have and I've got a lot of it
2: right well if you have the big stuff I have enough of that for my plan I need some of the smaller stuff now or I could I guess I could get more bigger stuff for the legs and make them really chunky but um but uh yeah that might be something to talk about but you know the shipping
0: I mean it's probably ridiculous like the stuff is so heavy you know
2: see if you can put don't it don't in one know, of it. It. It it those little tiny
0: anything. boxes right <laughs> So you just I gotta snort guys I gotta snort actually what away. what
1: I should do is I should give this thing to somebody who's gonna finish it and put it together and make a big because it's a it's a six by four or something cnc mm. it's not a little cnc
2: yeah yeah
1: it's uh yeah I'm sure someone
2: locally would be more than interested to do that uh okay I'm almost as long winded as bill maybe I'm longer winded than bill at this point you're always longer-winded than me. Always I know. I am, which is why it was funny that I was picking you. Out. So two two more quick things. One is that I, we were talking about bakers racks before. How I wanted to build a bakers rack.
0: hmm
2: So i for I'm drawing,
0: in, right? For finishing.
2: Yeah. For just for just stacking projects because I always have all these projects going on, right? And um yeah. and so then I'm sitting. I got home. I'm like doing some computer work and Vance comes in. He's out playing in the backyard and he comes in. He's like he's like, hey, Dad, quick, look across the street and tell me if you want that. And because uh, my neighbor, it's a Chris baker's
1: rack, ah. friggin'
2: break. Yeah, a real aluminum baker's rack. My neighbor across the street has a food truck, and he had that thing in his garage. He wasn't using it anymore, uh, so I'm just like yoink. So I grabbed it. I don't have to make that anymore.
0: <laughs> Look, there's like a two hundred dollar oh, baker's rack. You should rack. have gone last. That would have been a good segue.
2: Um, oh yeah, right. <laughs> it would have. And then um, the other thing, uh, we we may have adopted another guinea pig. <laughs> There's a there's a third guinea pig in our house now. that was uh, apparently I've become that person that people are gonna call when they have guinea pigs that need homes. So we'll see. <laughs> it's a really nice pig. Who are you we'll gonna call, that's... Guinea Busters? Yeah, you know it's it's uh, it's so now it's like when people have you know wood that they want to throw away, they call me, and now apparently when people have pets they want to throw away, I'm starting to get those calls. So I'm that guy. And I was telling my it wife is. and I were him and Han about it. Like, do we are we gonna do this? Like we're we gonna like you know like, we the idea is like we're watching it we're gonna maybe fostering it until we can find a, a forever home you know, we'll see what happens
0: it's a uh, what my, is the forever. lifespan of these things that you're gonna wait it out until you find somebody else for it
2: it's not long but the I mean it was the idea was to you know we would just go list it there's like all these web you know Facebook groups and stuff but um because this girl that she had it was it's been kind of getting neglected and and uh, and I was like like well we'll we'll take it in and then find a home and then within within an hour of it being here it's like it's like you know everybody's in part of the family yeah i (laughs) say
1: this with all sincerity tim if i knew anybody that was going to become even halfway an animal rescuer it'd be you i mean it's just seriously that's that's what you are you would be somebody who do that you have the space you have the time as far as like people at home to be able to take care of it dude that's so you I I and know, your I, and your family. It's your family. It's
2: your yeah, family. And, you guys or, are, and we're all allergic to these things. <laughs>
0: like, <laughs> oh, allergic, smirgy. Yeah, it, yeah. Who needs anaphylactic shock? <laughs> not that allergic,
2: but, <laughs> but but yeah. So there's a the third guinea pig in our house. It, 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 what the problem is is that the first guinea pig we had that we rescued was named Oreo. It was a female guinea pig named Oreo. And so this woman, she walks her dog at at the, the, the at my shops. The whole long story. she works for the guy that works there, and and they know about the guinea pig tanks they know you know and all that stuff and so she just came up to me she's like yeah she's like you know this guinea pig it's like you know she's like i know i'm not tra- it's alone it's i'm not it's not you know being taken care of it's not getting attention she's like you know do you know anybody and i was like well i was like there's some groups i can put up some messages for you or whatever she's like yeah i just i really feel bad for oreo i'm like wait what's its name she's like oreo and i am like Ugh, all right <laughs> all right send me a picture let me talk to my wife
0: <laughs> wow, talk so, about meant to be,
2: and you know the craziest thing too that then so then that all kind of happened yesterday and today, and so then the animal got brought to my my shop today and came home with me, and then my wife tells me when we get home that her phone blings, and it was the one year anniversary today of when we adopted the last two guinea
0: pigs, so wow, it's a yeah. good thing I was sitting there's, down wow there's
1: there's Kismet <laughs> and then there's this, <laughs> and you know there's gonna be a blood no- moon tonight too, so
0: yeah. Wow. Wow. Uh, okay, I guess I'll talk now. Um, yeah, so the move continues from the garage to the uh, to the furnace room. And uh, not as quick as I'd like for it to be happening, but it's slow going because now it's not the big stuff anymore, it's the small stuff. And really, that's what takes up the most time is the small stuff. And, uh, and as I sort of go through it, I'm slowed down even further by the fact that I'm like, oh, do I really... Do I really need this? Because when I was working with Milescraft, they were just like, they'd like give me any kind of product. Just here. Here's a whole bunch of product. And uh, uh, the two owners were in Montreal, I guess, last year, maybe 18 months ago. And they had driven up from, I remember, somewhere in the Midwest. I think it's Ohio. And they had a van full of product because they, like the, they were doing a sales trip. Like the, right, right, right. the northeast of the U.S. and then also uh, Quebec and Ontario. And so when I met them, they're like, bring your car up next to ours. I was like, okay. So they put a ton of product in my car. And so now I'm emptying out my garage, and I'm like, what am I going to do with, like, four pocket hole jigs? What am I going to do with, like, eight corner clamp thingies?
1: You're going to have Maker Christmas, even though you're
0: Jewish. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm never going to use all this stuff. So I got to figure out a way to... To get it into the right hands uh, quickly enough. Well, that's that's what I'm I'd saying. Sign.
1: Christmas is coming up. Start thinking who you can start shipping things to.
0: Coming up, Ahem. it's May. <laughs> Ahem. Ahem. Okay, uh, I'll ship you a thirty-dollar jig. No, I'm just uh, you got my pleasure. <laughs> yeah, no, so seriously. So, you know, you, you think like, oh, no, moving the big stuff, that's what's going to take the big... It's really not. It's all the little stuff, and we what am I keeping? What am I not keeping? And I haven't even gotten to the to the wood lot yet. I, I'm sure, first of all, you know how I am. If it's, if it's good wood, and it's three inches by one inch, I'm keeping it for whatever reason. Hmm. So now I'm going to have to start culling that big time. And only keeping the stuff that I can keep, because the, the shop has gone from, I guess, what was it? 20 by... Twelve, I don't know. Maybe it was 250, 260 square feet, down to about fifty, maybe fifty square feet, something like that. So yeah, I really only, have to be judicious.
2: There's only so organized you can be. At that point, you just run out. Right. You know.
0: Yeah. 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 So I have. There already down there was this like overhead. I guess a couple of arms where they they kept piece of my my garage doors are clad in like this. In this wood, that's whatever, this shape. Basically, they ran a dado every every half inch. So, so it would be like a – looks like a series of ribs. Anyways, that's what my garage was clad in, but it's 40 years old. And they kept spares, like, in the basement. And I just noticed that. And, I'm like, it's not wood you can do anything with. It's treated. It's disgusting. And it's 40 years old. Mm. So I chucked it. But that's a good sort of place to put longer pieces of wood. So I'm going to be able to keep longer pieces and figure out a way to keep some shorter pieces. But – Making slower progress uh, than I'd like. And uh, what else did I do? Uh, a couple of years ago, we had one of those little 12 feet by 12 feet circular wading pools for the kids. And uh, by the end of the season, once that pool was gone, it looked like a UFO landing spot. Yeah. So I so I did the old uh, wheelbarrow full of earth and seed and water it and then turned it into a slurry and then lay it out there. So that was about uh, 15 bags of, of earth. Got that done. And that's that's all she wrote. That's what I got. That's what I got. So, let's... Hey, let's back um, to your
2: wood storage. Um, I, didn't yeah. you 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 have like a lean to or something on the side of your house, right?
0: Yeah, that is full to the brim. Right. With tires and kids' crap.
2: But don't you have? I mean, you're you know you're successfully unemployed. Don't? Couldn't you potentially even buy one of those little kind of cruddy portable sheds, like the not even like the shed sheds, but like those, like plastic things that people like. Put the Rubbermaid equipment one, in, yeah. yeah, something like that, and put that out there just as so a place to store wood because the wood doesn't need to be kept indoors; it needs to kept
0: dry. That's all. That's an interesting point.
1: The rubbermaid sheds you I, can I get them. Ha- it's
0: it's not like I have like stacks of slabs or anything. Like I have, uh, I have, yeah, I, I don't have a big collection. I, I'm basically going to keep the good stuff and and get rid of the crap. I mean that's that's the bottom line. I, for sure, like like these four. Pocket hole jigs. I've just been hanging on to stuff well, because I need. had the room yeah. anyway. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's t- it's time to just make some decisions and cut and run here. So that's, is there that's any that's makerspaces
1: fun. in your area that you that could use some fun stuff like that?
0: Or high schools? N- nowhere close to me. And high schools don't really have those tech programs yeah. anymore. Yeah. Yeah. But makerspace, there isn't a close one. That's for sure. The closest one is like out east, like east of downtown. I'm on the west side of the island. Um. Anyways, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. I'm sure there's some local people like I could reach out to Pat and maybe Mary from DIY Montreal and see if they want anything.
2: Yeah, I'm sure anybody within the sound of this podcast that's somewhat convenient to to fill, you know, message them. Yeah, at, yeah, reach out. I got yeah, some stuff. Council at
0: timsway.net. That that would be great. Yeah. That'd be terrific. Um, let's let's George and Wheezy this and move on up. But uh, we're gonna. Do we want to talk? Uh, we're gonna do the business side first, right? Yeah, let's do the iTunes yeah. review review. Tim, do we have any reviews this week?
2: No, we do not.
0: Uh oh, Bill, give him the business.
1: Oh lord, this this can't be happening again. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I talked a little too much at the beginning of the program, and now I feel reluctant. But I'm not going to be reluctant. I'm I'm going to tell people. What have we done? What 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 atrocities have we committed to you to where you can't spend a few seconds out of your day to to really help the community? Because when you help us, you're helping the community. There mm-hmm. are people out there that turn on reclaimed audio when they're in the shop, when they're being creative, and it's it's what inspires them to keep going. There's people out there that have to commute to work, and even though they don't have those fancy pillows that you can recycle and put at your chair at work,
0: mm-hmm.
1: they still need something to keep their their mind from being numbed to death by traffic and noise and bumps in the road. What, 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 have we done that you can't just people, please, I'm, I'm, I'm asking you from the bottom of my heart, just take a few seconds out of your life, write a five star review. You can say, you can even say in this review, Bill, s- stop guilting me and I'll read that. I, I mean, it doesn't matter what it is. We need to but get you know, a
2: job on public radio, Bill. You know, every every quarter they could really use you for the uh, just now. Tell them about the tote bags.
1: <laughs> oh well, I was actually going to tell you guys about that. So I found a bunch of tote bags for one of the Goodwill stores. Okay, well, actually, somebody dropped it off and they hadn't collected it yet. And I was thinking we could just—I'll oh, spray paint, reclaim the. No, never mind. It's just forget it. It's if if people can't write a review, I understand, but I'd really appreciate it. So please, I don't have much long to go anyway. I'm getting older. Just just. Write me one more review. That's all I
0: ask. I don't think that's too much to ask. Well done, Bill. Thank you. Uh, let's go on to our weekly tip segment. I believe Tim had a few dingers for us. Like zing dingers. Um, yeah, like out of the park. Well, I, did, <laughs> I didn't have a a dinger,
2: but I did have a message mm-hmm. from Lauren. I guess he wrote to you guys as well. You'll remember yeah. a few weeks back that uh, Lauren had sent in the the tip about steel wool and vinegar which uh, is a iron acetate is what it's really called where you mix iron and vinegar oh. and then you put it on wood and it helps release the tannins in some woods and makes them like black you know and other woods makes them just kind of like you rubbed vinegar on them but <laughs> but mm. uh, that generated some questions from Phil specifically I believe and um, mm-hmm I don't remember exactly what the question was, but there's, this is the answer, so that should probably lead us to...
1: Well, as, as opposed, I think that the way it read is like, do you soak the wood in this, this product? Like, just soak
0: it. Well, it was one step before, right? So the question was, for oak, the tannins already exist. Can right. you do this for other woods, oh, right. like pine? And so the way to do that was to in- essentially introduce tannins into the wood by steeping some very strong black tea... And then the question was, do you have to soak the wood in it? Could you just paint on the tea? Like, how does that work? And that's what Lauren answered.
2: Thank you for refreshing my memory. Yes, yeah, So so he wrote, um, just listening to the episode where you read my tip, here are the answers to your questions. Soaking might have been the wrong impression. I mean more like wiping it in a few times and letting it dry. That should not warp the wood too much. Um, the pine was an old bed frame. I made some, oh, this is uh, to what he sent out. Uh, so he has, if you go to... His Instagram page, which is LCVDOS, is that rolls uh, off the tongue? Yeah, 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 it's I'm assuming it stands for something. Uh, We could start making up what it stands for if we want to, but just LCVDOS. If you go to that Instagram at LCVDOS, you can see pictures of him, uh, his work where he did this, and you can see the the darkness of the collar and stuff. It's very interesting, you know?
0: Yeah, Mm. yeah. I love like natural ways to do things. I mean, they're all chemicals, but at least they're not like. Chemical, chemicals, you know what I
2: mean. We know what you mean. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, water's a chemical, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: So. Good. Uh, did, did you say that you had uh, another couple of tips, or is that, that's the whole thing?
1: Uh, I, I had. got one or two, of Tim Well,
2: um, you know, Bill was asking for reviews, and, uh, you know, I'll, of course, ask for tips, because, you know, we have tips. Of course we got tips. But we love your tips, because I don't know them yet. So... <laughs>
0: Yeah, selfishly, we don't already know.
2: Um, so please keep sending your tips into us at info at reclaimed audio podcast.com because we do love uh reading them. And you can make a little voice memo recording and send it in where you tell us your tip, or you can write it down and we'll read it and um mispronounce your name. So, uh, the, the one I wanted to mention was uh, I was drilling some holes in uh, and this is actually kind of coming from a tip, uh, I think that we had gotten in our last batch of tip segments about um. Turning your your drill backwards, right. Um, so before you drill a hole, if you run your drill, if yeah. you run your drill bit in reverse and then you run it forward, um, you know that'll help keep it from splintering and whatnot. So my drill press is very old; it doesn't have reverse. So what I do is I turn it by hand, right. Um, so I'll I'll pull the drill press down. I'll just turn it by hand a couple times in reverse mm-hmm. before turning the drill press on to go down. So that was my one thing: is that if if you don't have, if you're doing it on a drill, you don't have a, just do it by hand because you just need to just push down a little bit and turn it. It doesn't have to be like 100 miles an hour or anything. It's just just by hand is fine. And it'll just get you started and give you a place for that build, drill bit to settle in and it won't tear those outer grains. But then the, the can other... I, can,
1: I inter, can I interject yeah, a little, just another kind of sure. a added tip to that one too? Sure. If you've got a drill, uh, if you're, especially on a drill press, if you've got something set up and you're going to drill that hole and it's a a uh, fine piece of wood if it's a piece of plywood whatever that you're worried about that tear out as the drill hits it simply take another piece of wood scrap wood put it on top because you've already lined it up everything should be clamped down on your drill press if it's mm, not yeah. clamp it down now mm. just set a piece of wood on top of it and it won't it, it'll stop the tear out especially if you clamp the other piece of wood on top of it as well you see what mm-hmm. i'm saying because
2: yeah, yeah that's a good tip because i mean a lot of us know to, to have a piece of wood underneath it to help prevent tear it on the backside. So why not put it on top? Just sandwich
1: sandwich that, basically sandwich it. Right.
2: Yeah. Hmm. Um, That's a good tip. Yeah, that is a good tip. I like that. Um, But then the other tip I had, just sort of related to that, is um, I was working on an instrument, of course, and uh, you know I drilled all my holes and fitted all my parts, and then I painted it. And a lot of times, what happens is those holes, then they get a little bit smaller from the paint. And so I found that if you just again remembering, like you, you don't, you know, you have a painted thing you got all this work put into it sometimes i get nervous like grabbing this the drill you know the, like a screw gun or something so i just take the drill bit by hand and i just i just clean the hole out by hand because i'm not actually drilling fresh wood i'm just drilling paint or, or finish or whatever um so I'll, I'll just basically just instead of use it's almost like using like a like a toilet bowl brush but it's a drill <laughs> you know to just yeah. clean just just it's like lightly. it yeah just just turn it a couple times and it'll just grab the paint and just twist and you won't chip it whereas if you you bring your drill press over you bring it to there, all those you just run increase the opportunities of wrecking your finish right the more tools the more power tools you bring to it so don't you know power tools are great i love them and i use them for almost everything but sometimes just doing it by hand is like way safer and faster and easier you know
1: okay can i interject another tip please do because the last (laughs) one was good no, um, uh, so one of the things I've done in the past, too, when I have a hole and I have finished and painted, and what you're talking about, to clean that out, use a shoelace or use, use a piece of string or a rope that's just a little bit snug in that hole, and you just run that through and pull it through one way. Yep. It'll actually pull that paint and stuff and clean it out. Yeah, that's
2: a good one, too, like a yeah, like a file, almost, like a rope file. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I just, like I said, abrasive, I have... Yeah.
1: Hmm. I have one of the things I store in the shop is I have a bunch of shoelaces every time Casey buys a pair of shoes she doesn't like the shoelaces I'll take them so I have all these different size shoelaces and I've used them one of the things I use them for multiple things but is that just pull that piece of shoelace through that hole that you've got paint in or or whatever even finish because you want that hole to be the right size and it'll usually pull that paint right off or whatever the finish is that's a real fun one I like that
2: yeah.
0: Look at this! Look at this! Yeah, that was a. You get the ISO tunes. You get the headset, my man. <laughs> you win. You win this week. Nice,
2: nice. All right. Awesome. I think that's enough for now.
0: That's enough. Let's uh, let's dive right in into the topic. And uh, Tim, you were going to segue into it very nicely earlier, but I guess I'll just ruin that and say, um, we have a we have a, we sort of we came up with a bunch of times when it made more sense to just buy the thing. Versus making it, even though we're those guys who talk about making things instead of buying things. So I thought we'd go around and sort of take turns talking about when it just makes sense to buy something versus when it makes sense to make it and invest that time. Well, you
2: know, you you mentioned that my um my what was what was the thing called the baker's rack w- would have been a good segue, but actually it wouldn't have been because I I still would have made something over buying this two hundred dollar baker's rack so I think that we can stay true to our reclaimed audio podcast like or just wait long enough and someone's going to throw it away eventually anyways so there is that aspect well, of it too true. but sometimes you can't wait right like sometimes you just like need it yeah. and, and you know I mean I think a lot of us we, we go down that road when we start thinking about reclaiming and you get really into it and you start trying to make your own hinges or whatever and then you realize that like well hinges are something that you get thrown away all the time but then you don't find the right hinges that's the right size you're trying to fit this hinge that, it's like sometimes you know it's okay to spend the two dollars and, and buy the hinge that's right. You know, or the ten dollars if you're getting some fancy ones, rather than spend an hour, you know, making them. And it, and it's tricky because it's like, you know, it, you could say that about. Well, why don't you just buy the whole bureau, right? You know, this is going to take you so much longer to make it. There's there's a you always I forget the term you always use. So there's like that slippery slope. Well, no, that's not one. Oh, the, one the I just, tipping point. Uh, okay. The tipping point, like the the uh, uh d- diminishing. Return. Oh, diminishing returns. Diminishing returns. Right. Diminishing, yeah. There's like a point of diminishing return, right? It's like, you know, yeah, I could go to the store and buy a bureau and paint it blue and say I made it. Or, you know, it's like that, that's obviously not. Yeah. But, but yeah, that's. Um,
0: I'll, I'll get more fundamental for go. you. So I know a lot of people, when they take apart a pallet or they take apart really anything, they hang on to the fasteners and the screws. One thing that right from the beginning I noticed was that these things can get uh, like metal fatigued. And so, a lot of times, especially if it's a screw and you tr- go to screw it again, you're just going to snap the head because it's been torqued so many times, and the heat from the friction of screwing it in and screwing it out can really fatigue the metal. I don't, I don't chance it. Like, especially if it's something that I want to build and keep, it's not like a a jig that I'm putting together. I will always use new screws or new fasteners or whatever the case. That's that's just my rule. I, I'm not, uh, I'm not out there to reclaim some rusty nails, especially when recycling them. You actually can recycle metal, and they do recycle metal, and it's good too. Uh, that process works well. For a lot of recycling, it's kind of bogus; that it just doesn't work. If it's anything that's laminated with different materials, like uh, you know juice boxes, even though they say recyclable on them, nobody can recycle them, so it's not a real thing. But right. metal, but, yeah, metal—they got that down. Yeah, they got that down exactly. Yeah.
2: All right. And sometimes you can so make a few bucks on it too. Like I was, you know, I save all my all my old nails and screws and stuff I have buckets of them and you know I do things like the nail guitar right um, but I, what I always joke about is I call it my retirement fund because it's all worth money and the longer it sits in that bucket the more the price of steel is going to go up you know Right. So yeah. someday when I'm retired I can take all my buckets and nails and get enough money to buy a cup of coffee
1: and then yeah, drink that
2: coffee and sit stuff. on the side of the street and beg for change with the empty cup
0: <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me my cans my precious empty cans <laughs>
1: The other reference I'm sure I'll get one day. So, you know, <laughs> I what I think of when we when we talked about this is like, you know, j- the heck with it, just go buy it, right? Um, for me, it's not with with material. Uh, it's not with even hardware because I have the, – the problem with saving hardware for me is just I have so much of it now. I've got so many nuts and bolts and screws, and I'm going to have to go through it all because it's like, I know I'll never use this really unique – piece of metal that's bent a certain way with just the right hole that went on this one thing but it won't go for any anyway yeah. but one of the things I, I find that screw it just by it applies to is when you're fixing something over and over again I've got an old drill um, mm. I I kept this thing going forever. I've replaced brushes on it. The chuck wore out. I, I found another old drill and took the chuck off of that and then the cord gets frayed and I replaced the cord on it. And then the casing gets cracked and I try and, you know, epoxy the, the, the and it's like at some point stop it. It's it's done. This yep. this this is not worth it's it's costing way more in your time if you put a put a dollar value on your time than the tool's ever gonna be worth. Um, just go buy a new tool. Sometimes when it comes to tools, go buy it. Even if it's not a brand new one, like Phil, you're the master at, at finding good deals on used tools, but to keep over, your car is a good example, right? There, at some point, people take their car into the shop and get it fixed over and over again for years, and that's fine. But there does come a point where it's like, you can't keep nickel and dime in your car. It's not dependable. You don't know how far you can drive it till it's going to break down again, mm-hmm. all of that. So that's when you say, give in. I know I could probably fix it. I know I could probably keep it going. But it's not worth it. I've got a project coming up. I don't have time to be fixing it. Or I've I've got a trip to take. I can't can't trust my car going across the country. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Don't fix it. Not everything... Be glad that you can. Be glad that you have those skills. But go ahead. Swallow your pride. Go buy a new one.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I agree with you. Like, if it's your daily driver and you can afford it, then by all means, buy a reliable car. If it's a project car, you know, and it's your second whatever it's like a i don't know an old mg or whatever then yeah sure you know you can spend that time in fixing it up but i agree with you and the and the same thing with like a table saw or something you know like the thing that's the heart of your shop that runs it if you're putting more if you're putting more time into it then you're getting money out of it what are we doing
1: well and and then again if it's if it's your home shop and you're not you're not under pressure. It's just, oh, man, my table saw is not working. I don't have to use a skill saw until I get it running. And that's fine. And I think you should. I think, like you did, you had a problem with your table saw. It's not like you needed it to finish a 1,000-piece project, right? But it's like, I'm going to fix this. You tore it apart. You did your thing, and that's great. Yeah. But if you did have a 1,000-piece project, and I need my table saw to be running, you, you can't keep that, – that's what I'm saying. You have to that, – yeah. that, that diminutive or diminishing returns – you got to you got to figure that out you got to balance that out what what tools what what um what things do i use to make money do i need to invest in and not just keep repairing them
0: so that's that's a good that's a good point too because over the course of the winter when i was working on the ice rinks and i was assembling them closer to like the winter season i think i was still putting them up into the middle of december maybe even late december and uh, and my my, uh, I had a black and decker impact driver at the time. And that's what I was using for the most part. was an impact driver. When it got cold, it would just stop working because it's not <laughs> yeah. a particularly robust tool. So then I, I found that uh, I found that Makita set at, uh, at Home Depot, which was a good deal and and that was beautiful. I was and then I was using that into the winter as well outside building uh, backstops and stuff. And so that has been a fantastic investment. I love the drill driver that I got from Makita.
2: I had to look up his name from before the, the skewed maker. It's Alan, sorry, Alan, <laughs> you, can, you can stop writing your letter. But one of the things Alan and I were talking about was that he inherited a bunch of old tools uh, and one of them is like a table saw. And he's like, it's missing the fence and it's missing the this and the that. And he's like, I don't think, you know, it's like, and it's not even like good old, it's just old. <laughs> he was saying, he's like, I don't know if I w-. And it's like, yeah, you know what? Maybe you shouldn't use that. I mean, that's, you know, maybe, maybe it's time to buy a new table saw and not, like take your life in your hands or whatever. Like that's, that's okay. You know, yeah, um, well, yeah
1: again, it's one thing if you've got the time and you're not in a hurry, yeah, to, if you to like restoring might, if you, if you like restoring it, there's there's an absolute art yeah. and a beauty to restoring old tools and it can become safe. Mm. But again, there's that time where if you're using. So when I was doing the salon, just to, just a quick reference. Uh, saw blades is a good example. Saw blade starts to dull 99% of the time, especially when you're using sto- you know lump, uh, two by fours and lumber like that.
0: Limit, yeah. It
1: just needs to be clean. You take yeah. that blade apart and you scrub it. I didn't have time for that. So when it st- started getting dull, I just went and spent the 30, 40 bucks and bought another saw blade to keep going. I didn't want to yeah. spend an hour, hour and a half cleaning this stupid thing, taking it apart. Because you know, when you pull the saw blade out, well, look, now I got better clean the table saw. You know what I mean? It just turns yeah. into more than it was where I'd but, rather over the course... Right, but you put the build. blade aside
2: for when that the day comes. Yeah, yeah in. I mean
1: uh, now I've got a couple extra blades that yeah. are still fine. I clean. I eventually cleaned them. I got I a stack of fine.
0: them. Yeah, yeah, and they're not all. I got another one. This one also it. is inspired by Bill Lutz. I remember one time, I think Casey had asked you to build a shoe rack. I think, <laughs> and inst- <laughs> and instead you had bought a shoe rack. Right, right. So. I completely agree with that. Like, sometimes the honey-do list just gets, like, longer and longer and longer. And if there's something you could just knock out with, like, a trip to Target, sometimes it just makes sense. Because when my wife asked me to make something, I'm like, sure, I would love to make that. She's like, well, I need it this week. I was like, well, then you, I can't make that. Yeah, <laughs> Forget it. Now, you know, let, I need more let, time than that.
1: Here's the mistake I made with that, though. She had been asking me forever. And I finally said, let's just go get you a good shoe rack. A nice. One. And she still has it. In fact, we've... We've moved it to a different room now because she wants to display her shoes in her office, whatever. But she still has Obviously. that shoe rack. It's a decent yeah. shoe rack. It's it's accompanies it that. But what I screwed up was is I took forever telling her I'll make you one. Then I didn't. Then we bought her one. Then I think three weeks later I actually made a video where I made a shoe rack.
0: Oh, that's bad news.
1: Yeah, that was really bad news. <laughs>
0: Wow, trouble in paradise But either way, what I'm saying is, is Sometimes it's okay to buy some of those items On the honey-do list Because right. Because we don't have time for every single thing That's going to end up on that list You know, you got to start making choices And then, in and, and my opinion The things you want to or enjoy making You know, make them But the things that are on that list And you can buy your way out of By all means, how much was that shoe rack? How much could that possibly have been?
1: Oh all right, we spent maybe forty bucks on it.
0: Forty bucks! Oh my right. God, I would spend forty bucks all day, every day to knock things off that list.
2: Yeah. Well, it's. it's I mean, you know, sadly, it's forty bucks in wood. You know,
1: to make it. Like, uh, it wasn't wood. It's actually it's a nice metal. Yeah, but
2: if you were to make it, you know what I mean. Unless, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, or it's you know how much electricity to run the welder for two hours and you know. Well,
1: and all the, that, the, but... it's funny the shoe rack that I did make it, and <laughs> it's what she wanted because she wanted me to make a reclaimed looking shoe rack i had a bunch of floor planks that somebody had sent me and i'm like oh these would make a a great little shoe rack so
2: Mm -hmm. i got a a couple of those around the house made out of old floor planks (laughs) 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 i made some for some friends and stuff too at one point in time but
0: yeah i made uh, i made a skate rack like uh to put all our skates when we came in from the uh from the ice rink I mean, out yep. of the floor planks, they uh, they're they're good. You know what's funny because we're we're looking into doing some refinancing. I think I talked about that and and renovating uh the, our ground floor, our main main floor, and uh, we have like this hardwood oak stained dark throughout, and it's basically the stuff that you just buy and and, and it was installed, um, and we want to run that into our kitchen as well. And every contractor I've brought in said. You're never going to be able to find the same color because it's been worn and uh, the sun has been on it. And I'm like, I don't agree with you, frankly. Like, maybe one of our listeners can clear it up. But I went into my furnace room where I keep, you know, the cutoffs, the extras that they tell you to keep whenever you put in hardwood floors. And I know that this stuff has, and I remember this tagline from this product was that it's got 13 layers of varnish on top of it. That's UV protectant. So... We have a skylight in the house and it there's one section of floor that it falls on that that's going to be the sunniest spot. So I took this cut off, I brushed it off, took the dust off it, and I put it right on top of it and I said, Lauren, come over here. Come take a look at this. I defy you to find a difference between these two pieces of wood.
1: Well, no, you know a contractor's going to tell you that because they're not going to make any money if, if you're not going to put a brand new floor in.
0: Well, I'm still going to do it, but but, right. they're, but they're what they're going to – what they want to do is they want to make the money off of sanding and staining because they're going to tell you, oh, you know what? This color is not so hot anymore, but if you sand and stain the whole thing – I'll put bare wood in the kitchen. We'll sand off everything everywhere else and we'll restain it. Well, yeah. I really want to hear what Gwen has to say.
2: I'm I'm sorry. We just had a thing going. I'll uh, give you a second. I, that, should, that should be good. Thank
1: you. So it's different. Than what but, but you, I like giving them all the time they need. There's nothing more than the time more. They Tim, need Tim over there.
2: Gwen
0: okay.
1: thing.
2: Um, we weren't talking about you. <laughs> no, we just had a little thing. I going. don't
0: believe that for a second.
2: <laughs> no, I just Maddie's out running an hour for me, and she had a question, so I just had to uh, take care of that. But no uh. problem, no problem.
0: Anyways, I, I would love to know if it's impossible to find another dark walnut stained you know, oak. You know, uh,
2: when I uh, bought this house or we bought this house, I I took out some kitchen cabinets and put some, you know, put another one in and stuff. And that was like this concern of mine that they weren't going to match perfectly because I had to, you know, try to stain them and they were already in for a few years and stuff. And I did that. We went through that whole thing and we stained them. We're like, oh, it's not quite right. But I, no one coming into this house would ever know which cabinets yeah. new and which cabinets old at this point in time, and within it. A, within a year, it was like you couldn't tell anymore.
1: You know, so. you got extra pieces, Phil. Take that piece to a couple different places that sell flooring; and they'll match it up.
0: Yeah, yeah. But well, the problem is, the problem is, is that my wife got this in her head from the contractor, so she's like, you know, while we're doing this, we might as well just. I would prefer a lighter color now. I think. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, yeah. well, then you, then, you know sand what then right then you, through
1: those 13 you, layers of UV. you said protection. you're doing you're doing the kitchen right you're redoing the kitchen we're doing the whole
0: yeah we're reconfiguring the ground floor we don't have a mud room our garage opens up to like basically the house so okay. in the winter all the kids pour into the house with all their snow pants and snow suits and all you know what I'm talking about bill so they <laughs> uh it's just it's just a snowy slushy mess. The as soon as you come into the house. So we need to make a mudroom. So we got to reconfigure the ground floor.
1: Okay. Yeah. Good luck with that.
0: Yeah, I know. Uh, but that should be fun. So uh, what else do we? What else do we buy instead of make? I like the idea of the hinges. We talked about fasteners. I talked about some honeydew stuff. stuff. Tools well, you, where we, you've got to, you know, you need them back in service right away.
2: You know, we talked about tools, and uh, there's something about about jigs, too. Like, there are um, – uh, I'm, I'm thinking of my router table in particular. Like, um, there's no okay. reason why you can't, you know, make your own router table and you can make your own fence and stuff, but I I did spend the money on, on – um, I forget the brand name, but it's you know, uh, yeah, it's the, the just with the, you know, that holds the router. It's really easy to crank it up and down. It's really yeah. easy to change it, bit. you don't have to go underneath the table ever, you know, and it's I got, know. I bought a nice fence and I, and it's all just in this piece of basically melamine, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, yeah. um, I bought this thing like 10 years ago and it was like this really big investment for me. It was like the, the first time I'd ever spent any kind of serious money on a tool. But at the time I was convinced that router was going to be the number one tool I was going to be using yeah <laughs> you know i don't know i mean i guess I, I do use the thing you know fairly but you know what it is is i probably wouldn't use it as much as i do if i didn't do it that way if i still had one of those like crappy folding you know bench top you know router tables yeah. or i had to get the wrenches out and disconnect the thing to you know in the wing of my table saw it's so nice and easy and and uh again i mean not for everyone not for every hobbyist but uh i i think you know some some of the jigs you make like i made my own sled of course all this stuff but um but sometimes it's like you know the the convenience of that is like is worth the expense um if it keeps you moving because i look at it like that that the the investment i made in that router table is over the 10 years i've owned it has saved me more time by far than if i was did some diy thing you know so i, sure. I earned that money you know it's earned its keep 10 times over
1: so i think i think overall the. The point I'd like to make, and I can say this with experience, that I know a couple of artist-type people um, that are reclaimers and they're upcyclists, and that's their shtick, and they they make their living off of that. However, they are so rigid in the fact that it's going to be reclaimed, and I mean, they're everything has got to be found, uh, tools have to be old, and I, I mean, they're yeah, so rigid. ten years ago. Basically, I mean, yeah, seriously, it's like there's, they're, and I've told him many times, like, look, you, you're not going to ruin the planet by outfitting yourself with some good quality tools. You're not going to ruin the planet if you have to go buy some materials. You don't have to buy from Home Depot. You can buy from a reclaimed lumber store. they they exist. You know, this this whole thing where if I can't pull it out of a dumpster, it's not going to make my art. And it's like man be safe you know do what you got to do your creativity is going to come out and however you do it mm-hmm. so I, I think that's the gist of, of everything we're talking about you want to you want to reclaim hardware reclaim the hardware if if that's not conducive to what you're doing don't be afraid to go buy mm-hmm. some if your piece contains because we had we had a topic once what percentage does something have to be reclaimed to be actually reclaimed it's like come on you, know, 80, you can't 85% I thought we solved that <laughs> yeah 86 I think it was all oh, right, right on. Yeah, yeah yeah, I yeah, yeah. These are screws yeah but anyway so that's that's just kind of where I was going with it it's like there's there's a time to just go buy something don't be so rigid that it's costing you money it's costing you time it's costing you safety you know uh, there's there's a time and a place for everything and and do what you gotta do
2: yep agreed
0: agreed um let's I'm gonna uh, go get me some
2: unicorn horn
1: (laughs) woohoo Brand new unicorn horn. <laughs> yeah, but you can't really. go kill the unicorn, you gotta follow it around until the horn falls off.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, really, in case people don't understand, you guys are joking. We are not advocating murdering unicorns for their horns, correct?
1: No, we can you
0: can't no, if you, not at all. If you follow can follow find it a around. unicorn. Now you if can catch you throw a brick
1: it. at the unicorn and it hits the horn and it falls off, <laughs> that's that's a gray area.
0: That's an that's a naturally felled unicorn horn, that's fine.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yes. certified organic.
0: That's right. What grabbed your attention this week? Let's go back to Bill Lutz.
1: Oh, man. You know, we've been just, we haven't, I haven't been doing a lot of videos and whatnot. We've been listening to uh, podcasts at night and watching a few shows. Um, nothing really. We, we listen to Astronomy Cast a lot at night, which I love. It puts me right to sleep. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean I can totally relax everything around me listening to somebody else talk about the mysteries of the universe you know just allow all of my day's thoughts to go away Uh, one of the shows we're watching is Gangs of London Uh, Mm. on the opposite side of that if you'd really like some nail biting adult again this is not something you want to put your kids in front of uh, Gangs of London is intense and it's really really good
0: writing it down Nice. Oh, yeah.
1: by the way, I wanted to tell you two that I mentioned last week that we watched a show called The Mayans, which is about a motorcycle club. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the reasons why you two might want to check it out, one of the main characters in it, Commander Adama. Oh,
2: oh come on. Edward James Almos. Nice. Edward James
1: Olmos yeah.
0: Yeah. That's admirable. Admiral Adama to you. Oh. Commander Adama. You got commander time- is the son.
2: You got a time yeah. machine? You're going back to when he was a commander? Come
0: on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, Tim, what caught your attention this week? Uh,
2: my, my wife hipped me to uh, this podcast uh, that I, I've been binging. It's been on for over a year, so there's a whole backlog of it. It's called Smartless, and it's um, Will Arnett, who was the, the voice of the Batman Lego, uh, Jason yeah. Jason Bateman, and they also did Arrested Development together, and Sean yeah. Hayes, who is an actor from, uh, I think it was of him as Will and Will and Grace. Grace. Yeah, Yeah. Um, so the three of them are friends, and they they just they get together, and they all of course all their friends are Hollywood people, you know, and they they know every at least one of them. So every week they have a guest on that one of them knows, and the other two don't know who the guest is going to be. They take turns booking them, and then they just chat with them, and it's it's like everybody from like Will Ferrell and Adam Sandler to like all these other people. They just they have these great conversations. Yeah. Um, But what what it really is is that the the three of them. Their their banter it's I mean it's like what we do but but they're professionals but they're you know? good yeah right there but they're funny you know and they're yeah. you know and they they're good but uh, it's right. it's it's just uh, very very enjoyable and it's light and uh, and even like so they're smart
0: less l e s s
2: yeah smartless one word yeah okay. and it's like I mean it's, you know they're just they're just really fun to listen to so I've been enjoying the heck out of it they have great guests and
0: um yeah love cool. it cool yeah I um. I've been keeping the superhero theme going. There's a lot of there's a lot of superhero content, especially like more on the R-rated side of it things. So one I uh, I kind of just binged. It's not even any good, but I binged it anyway. It's called Jupiter's Legacy. It's with, oh, I watched uh, that. Yeah. 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 I mean, it was okay. It was all right, but very ham-fisted and just kind of corny. But uh, I don't know. Netflix. You just rip through it, right? Like if you were watching it week to week, I for sure after the first week I'd be like, wouldn't I wouldn't gone like, back." Eh, you know what? Yeah. Right. Yeah. But because it's Netflix and there's already on there, whatever. I guess I'll watch it. Yeah, it uh, just starts playing in five
2: the, seconds. You don't have to hit the button, you know.
0: I know. Are you still Are you still awake? Yeah, the yeah, last <laughs> five ask episodes in. On? Are you
2: still watching this? Like,
0: Is this a commentary <laughs> on the show? Because yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. But there, there's there's some more good stuff out there. There's a lot of really good superhero content out right now and I'm I'm really enjoying it.
2: It's nice to see that Marvel doesn't own the concept. That's what I've been enjoying, is like finding the ones that aren't Marvel. Because I mean Marvel yeah. does a great job and seeing how everybody else is gonna like how do they explain flying and, and stuff and yes, you know, it's kinda right. fun, you know.
0: It's not all just mutants. Yes. Right. But there's another there's a trailer that just dropped today. Uh, le- not Legends. It is a Marvel one, and it kind of explains, like, I think Thanos' origin. Like,
1: I, s- I heard about peop- that. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's a group of people who are basically Thanos' cousins. So it's like <laughs> a, a superhero group, and every one of them is as powerful as Thanos. <laughs> so that should be inter- an interesting scale, right, of action, I guess. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, let's move on here. Our websites, williamloots.com, newperspectivesmusic.com, guineapigtanks.com, and squaretools.com. Contact us for show topics, suggestions, feedback, all that good stuff we love hearing from you guys. Info, reclaimedaudiopodcast.com. Uh, you can hit us up on Twitter, at Reclaimed Audio, and iTunes Reviews, super important. Go to our website, please reclaimedaudiopodcast.com and you can click on the link there it will launch your iTunes and take you to the exact right spot to leave a 5 star review and we will read it out loud Um, and patreon.com slash reclaimedaudio the best way to support us and to keep us on the air and with that out of the way I want to wish everyone a fantastic week
1: or patreon.com
0: slash Maybe
1: I like that I might have to go uh, join
0: Bye, everybody. You are, you are joined. Yeah. You pay every week a dollar. That's how That's you keep you your spot on the podcast. <laughs> That's
1: right. <laughs> it costs me a dollar <laughs> a month or a week. A dollar a week to keep my spot on the show. I like that.
0: Yeah, we got to jack that up, I think. Yeah,
1: we'll talk. It costs okay. me a lot more to keep my marriage and my job. So, Fair enough. Understandable. All
2: right. Okay.
1: Bye, everybody. Be good. I'll say it for you. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Bye.